We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. I love the fact that you've got a bunch of notes on a crumbled up like piece of paper. All right, we gave out two of these. Jaron Hall over 16 and a half rushing yards. TJ Hawkinson over four and a half receptions. On this sheet, we still got one, two, three, four more to go. Well, where are they going? Where are we going? Uh, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. It's the tease. One eighteen, one fourteen. Pacers at eleven p.m. on a Friday night. Pacers up on the Cavs right now in a meaningful NBA game in season right. tournament, my friend. Debatable. Don't scoff. Debatable. It's not debatable. debatable. It means Debatable. something. Anything means something. I don't know. Like game if you allow one it is, to mean something. You know, I, I think like in the long run, yeah, they're mean. Hey, they're, you know, does the first round of March Madness matter? Yes. Not to Kentucky. Yes. Sometimes. Well, sometimes St. Pete comes to town. <laughs> Bucks up five on the Knicks in the third. Wizards down six at halftime. Uh, your Bulls. Tied with the Nets at 64 in the third. There you go. See? Zach Levine's got 17. Hey, maybe they'll get to raise a banner right <laughs> next to the uh, gave the Heat hell in the playing game. How funny would it be? How funny would it be if the Bulls win the in season tournament? What would you even do? Like, I feel like you'd be I'd emotionally celebrate. torn. Yeah, would you I'd celebrate? celebrate? Like, if they play in the championship game, I have to go home for it. Or I have to travel for well, it. What's in Vegas? So you'd have to. Vegas. Even better? Yeah, well, yeah. I haven't been. It's crazy. Like, I used to go three times a year. I started doing the show, but MGM the night, I haven't been to Vegas. So yeah. maybe maybe that's a thing we can well, make Well, it's supposed happen. to be twice uh, coming up, so we'll see if that actually happens. I, I think we're going to be there. Yeah. At least, I, at least I'm going to be there. I'm, going, the other, I'm right? going for March Madness, <laughs> with or without the show. Well, Cody Taps out in Kansas City, host of Cody and Gold Cody's 610 coming. Sports. Cody can come to Vegas with us if he wants to, yeah. too. Uh, he's not in Germany, unless maybe I don't know about that, and you were sent out to Germany. Uh, these... Do you when you look at this game, uh, the travel, the time difference, the jet lag, like how much of that do you factor into what the Chiefs just had in Denver and the way that they looked and Mahomes being sick and all that? And now after that, having to go all the way out to freaking Germany to play a football game. I feel like I factored in less because they played so bad against Denver. I'm like, well, they're not going to sleepwalk through like jet lag again. Right. They already kind of did that. Um, there's no doubt that it has some factor. But as you guys know, when you start studying the numbers and it's two good offenses, more often than not, these teams still score. I think normally it's a few less points in these games, but I don't think that I take it in too serious. And I think I feel worse about it or like maybe it would impact these teams more if it weren't for the fact that the Chiefs just played so terribly against Denver. Who's your pick to click in this game on the offensive side of the ball other than Travis Kelsey, who should have a big game? I mean, Miami plays a ton of man, and I don't... Oh, Taylor Swift well, might not say, be there. Hold on. They, Hold I mean, on. I should say they play a ton of zone, and the Chiefs eat zone alive. So, But who would be that other guy for Kansas City? Would it be Rice, or is there another guy maybe that you would look at to have a big game against this Miami defense who's getting healthier but still has some things to figure out in the back end? Look, Rice is definitely going to be the second leading receiver. But honestly, proper degenerates like me and people who are convinced eventually guys just have to get yardage, I have uh, I have a parlay with all three low wide receivers, and I've got separate bets on MDS hitting the last two weeks because their totals are so low. I can't tell you how much fun it is to try to parlay them. If you add it, Kadarius Tony, Justin Watson, Sky Moore. You put them like and you put them all together in one unit. You're covering like 50 yards. That's it. Wow. For a quarterback who might add 250 yards in the game, it's nothing. Everybody's total. Justin Watson's was like 16, 17 and a half. MVS's was 16 and a half. Sky Morse was 18 and a half. Tony's was 10, nine at some books. So it doesn't even matter. Like to me, pick your horse in the wide receiver unit. I would take Sky Moore, but choose one guy who has one of those low totals for the Chiefs and hope he makes a catch. 
against Patrick Mahomes, Justin Watson's probably the choice. He's covered that number five or seven times his total. So, I mean, he's probably the best bet. But I, I'd be a little surprised if some of these low-end wide receivers don't chip in more this week. i got to be honest with you, Cody. I may tail you on that. That's a great idea. I mean, nobody knows what that offense looks like week after week and who's going to get it. I do feel like they're trying to make, not make, but like evolve Rasheed Rice into like a potential number one wide receiver. Obviously not number one pass catcher, but number one wide receiver. Is that kind of the idea? Is that how they see him as a guy down the road that could really be a, a, a legit number one for them? Yeah, I think as the season goes on, he'll look more and more like that Juju Smith-Schuster role. Mm. The whole year, look, it's going to take him longer, and it was always going to take him longer because in the early part of the season, they were using him less than like four other wide receivers. As of last week, for the first time all year, he led the wide receiver unit in routes run, in snaps. So I assume that moving forward, especially after the bye week, he's going to be their number one weapon regularly in the game. But they're still going to have to throw to other guys. He's still a rookie wide receiver, and at some point, if he ends up being the only wide receiver who catches stuff, they'll probably clamp down on him a little bit and force one of these other guys to beat him. It's still so weird with Sky Moore because everyone, and I watched, I mean, I, we did our entire show up at camp. I was convinced he was the goods and that he was going to, and I didn't think he was a thousand yard receiver, but I thought this guy looks good and he's ready to be in the NFL. They keep him out on the field like they still think something is there, but there's been no stats to back it up to this point. The reason I like this Kansas City team and have the last couple of years is Spags in the defense. I mean, Mahomes is great, obviously, and Kelsey, and they score a bunch of points, and it's Andy Reid, but they have a top-five pass defense as far as efficiency. They're getting pressure. The one area I guess they could improve would be against the run, but it's the NFL. You know, these teams are just you know built to stop the pass. Uh, any issues on the defensive side of the ball for you? Anything that concerns you, not only really in this matchup, you know, just with Miami, but moving forward the rest of the season? Yeah, as long as Nick Bolton's out, they're going to be a little bit worse against the run. So if you like those running back receiving totals, there's probably some truth there. But they'll struggle a little bit more with there without their best linebacker in. Yeah. Other than that, no. Legereus Sneed, the reason why they hold top receivers down is because Legereus Sneed is not afraid to get three penalties called against him to bully through a wide receiver. That's what happened with Justin Jefferson a few weeks back before he got hurt when they really clamped him down. And what I think they'll probably do with Tyree Kill. People, this is one of those like really small insidery things. But for two and a half consecutive years in Kansas City, one-on-one against Tyree Kill in practice every day, Legereus Sneed. That's the guy they butted up against every single time. That's really? who faced each other in practice all the time. They know each other probably better than most groups. And as much as Trent McDuffie is their best cover corner, in this game I'd be shocked if they didn't use Legereus Need that way. But they can get to the they can they got good secondary, they can get a pass rush. I just worry about the run a little bit with no Nick Bolton. Talking to Cody Tapp, BetMGM tonight. Hey, is Isaiah Pacheco going to get more carries? Because uh, I used to go week after week, rushing plus receiving yards with him, man, and it hit every single week. Now it's up to eighty-two and a half in a lot of books, and I just I think that number's too high given the usage we've seen from the last couple of weeks from him. Yeah, it seems too high based on current usage. I still can't explain how we only got eight carries last week yeah. against the league's worst run defense in what was a one-score game for like three and a half quarters. This is just a constant Andy Reid reminder. Yes, Pacheco will touch the ball more this week because I think that they'll try to play more of that game. I still think 82 and a half is a little, top, a little high for this week, but they'll get back to him. Andy just, he gets like a couple weeks in a row for his entire NFL career, and this happened in Philly too. But just like he just forgets the running backs exist. And then he's like, oh, he'll like wake up like, oh, okay, never mind. The reason if you were going to bet the total this week, if you were feeling the over, 
is Clyde Edwards-Alaire didn't make the trip. Jarek McKinnon has been a limited participant in practice all week. Are they really going to give LaMichael P. Ryan that much work? Probably no. But I still think that there's a limitation to how high he'll go this week because Andy's only going to give him maximum 15 to 17 touches, and that'd be on the high end. Cody, when you look at the rest of the AFC, do you think this is a possible AFC championship matchup? I guess the better question would be, are the Dolphins the team that concerns you the most, especially now with Ramsey back, getting a little bit healthier year one for Vic Fangio as DC? You have the Jags, you have the Ravens, you have the Steelers. You know, who's the biggest threat? Because in my opinion, like the Chiefs should be favored every year they have Patrick Mahomes, but you know, there are going to be some uh, obvious threats in the AFC, especially. Look, I, I might take the sense any more serious than Miami. It's not even say they can't beat him. Does anyone else think Miami's defense is is a fraud? Like, I was going through their schedule because I'm like, okay, they're 25th in points per game. That's yeah. bad alone. But that is actually, weirdly enough, that's inflated. Five of their games, two against New England, the Bears and Carolina are all bottom five offenses in the NFL. The fifth game is Denver. They're no good. The three games that they faced actual offenses, top ten offenses in the NFL – Philly, Miami, or, or uh, yeah, Philly, the Bills, and the Chargers, they're allowing 38 points a game. Yep. So, I don't know, kind of reminds me of like the 2018 Chiefs. I've seen that story. You can threaten for a while, but eventually if your defense is going to play terrible, it, gets, it, it catches up with you. So we saw Tyreek Hill earlier this week. Obviously, everybody's going to ask him about, you know, seeing his former team. And it's not in Kansas City, but it doesn't really matter. His future Well, that was a different interview in his future career. Very, very very different thing. Uh, We can can talk about that if you want. But, you know, he he talked about, oh, yeah, the Chiefs are going to get this work. I mean, look, Tyreek is having an incredible season. It's him and A.J. Brown, really, the two best receivers in the NFL. And they're very different receivers, obviously. But, you know, when when you look at what his – Like, what he can just do week after week. And you look at this Chiefs team that obviously knows who he is and what his tendencies are. Like, do you even give them any sort of an advantage to maybe slow him down a little bit? I just, I feel like at this point, Tyreek Hill is impossible to stop. Yeah, I just, I think he is. I think his skill set is impossible to stop. And it's coupled with the fact that they are so good offensively at creating space. Turns out when you get Tyreek Hill in space, you are just, kind of screwed so unless they're gonna sell out on Tyreek Hill which I think I'd be a little bit surprised by with Spags I assume he'll just get his I mean I at this point I just assume he's gonna have 2,000 yards receiving it's funny I'll be honest when he left Kansas City and he started talking to his podcast he's like you know they held me back I'm like what the hell are you talking about yeah you're one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and you were you know like you had 15 you know 1400 yards the last year here and then I watched him get Miami I'm like oh you know what um Man, he might have been onto something there. Not, not that he was being held back, but because Travis Kelsey existed, maybe they only needed 1,400 yards out of them, and it was capable of 2,000 yards based on that. I think you just take your losses normally in there. You're just like, cool. If he can keep him out of the end zone for a 50-yard touchdown, I'm fine. If he goes 8 for 110, just as long as everything's in front of me, I'm fine. Hey, how is Tyreek viewed by like the fan base and the media there now? Um, so he was always a mixed bag anyway, because he was difficult with the media pretty much the entire time he was here. Mm -hmm. He is much less like now. I think that that's probably one of those time when he'll all wounds things as in like, if he shows back up for the ring of honor, people won't, but boy, he started to talk a lot when he left and about, you know, like chiefs and like how there was different things that they did. And he talked a lot about the money. And the truth is, is that, They didn't care as much. They cared more regular season last year, but then the Chiefs won the Super Bowl without him, and they're like, eh, whatever. Tyreek can talk. Like, go ahead, man. Um, It seemed like it worked fine without you. It's cool. Everyone still thinks he's an incredible talent, but 
I think it's kind of a mixed bag. I think there are plenty of people who don't like him here, but I don't. He's not one of the most like reviled people in this history. Cody, so uh, my only complaint about this game, because I'm so excited for Dolphins Chiefs, is that I have to wake up early the one morning I get to sleep in and don't have to get my kid to school at 6.30 a.m. But uh, even in your bio, you know, come for the sports, stay for the baking. Give us uh, give us something, give us a little recipe or something, that maybe like a good idea that we could wake up early, maybe bake like some chocolate chip cookies or something. What's a good early morning snack that won't hurt the stomach? You know, because later on you got to do the wings and the pizza. Mm-hmm. What's what's a good uh, early go-to for this one? Not even kidding. I was looking at recipes tonight to make uh, sweet rolls because I was Ooh. watching the mm. Great British Bake Off. Yeah, I watch baking shows in addition so to I. actually bake. So I think the one German thing I looked up, so sweet rolls are very good. That's more of a British thing. The German cake I looked up that looks super easy is called bee sting cake. So if you just Google it, that'll show up. And it's just like light, easy honey bread. Who doesn't like that in the morning, right? Put it with some bacon and then call it a day. That actually sounds pretty damn good. But you said, well, yeah, so I, I always sting? need some ideas. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like trying to see the like food from a different like f- city for like pe- that people tailgate with or in this case now it's like German. food from Germany or well, yeah. I'd say England, but they don't really have a lot of great food there. They're always yeah. known for not 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 uh having very much. Although I will say does your co-host Alex does he still eat Chipotle like 4 days a week? He had it ordered to the office twice this week in the middle of our show. So yeah, what a I don't think I don't think I don't think that happens ever again. Wow. He told me that one time, and I was like, "How many times?" Like, yeah, like three, four days a week. I'm like, I mean, I love Chipotle, but. Damn, that's a lot in one week. Yeah, that's a lot of Chipotle. See, the, the problem is, man, like I did that with a couple places when I moved to D.C., and now I can't eat those places. <laughs> I, I never thought that was possible to actually get sick of a food. You can. Or a chain restaurant. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Hey, I guess not yeah. with Chipotle, though. Cody, for you got to mix it up. Yeah, he's Cody. Gotta change that oh, sorry, Cody. I was just gonna say, like, because we only got about like a minute or so here. Are you a fan? Or are you getting maybe a little overly tired of these nine? Well, I guess for you, it's eight thirty. These the early morning, like London and now German gate Germany games. It, it, I do feel like as much as I love the NFL, it does kind of. I probably stands out more because this is a game I really want to watch. Where you're like, damn, do we really need it to be that many hours in a row? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Look, I know why they do it. I know why the league does it. Sure. But if they could just give me some more noon kickoffs for three twenty five, I'd be fine. I've got kids, too. I'll be up. But I just prefer to not be up and having to be watching football. Right. we got to get locked in. And it's like you love football, but there's a certain point. I remember Mark Cuban years ago talking about the NFL. Like sleep just too many much, games. You know? And he said, you know, when, what is it, when the hog gets fat, <laughs> it gets slaughtered or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, look, we love football. But, yeah, we could have a few hours. of you, you got to be locked in for every single game from, you know, early in the morning till midnight almost. It's a lot. Anyway, I don't know why we're complaining. It's football. It's stupid that we complain about it. But, you know, we're all adults. <laughs> we got things in our lives going on. So yeah. Cody Tapp, host of Cody and Gold, 610 Ports, Kansas City. Good to talk to you, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. Like, I think it's fair for us. Like, if the NFL started adding, which, I mean, technically, you've got a Black Friday game this year. We know we have the Saturday games, which is nothing new late in the season. You get to the point where it does kind of wear off a little bit in terms of the novelty yeah. of having it on, like, a specific day. Yeah. Yeah. I will maintain forever. Monday night football doubleheaders. No more Thursday night. I don't really like the doubleheader, though. I don't know. I'm a traditionalist, guys. Well, we got to compromise somehow, right? I'm old school. How about a Tuesday game and not a Thursday game? Not so you have really a longer like week. That reminds me of COVID. Uh, you're right. It does. Watching the Steelers on a Wednesday. That's <laughs> fine. Not great. It's BetMGM tonight. Sorry, Luke. We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.